0: Hello guys, welcome. I'm super excited to be here today. So welcome to Live with Jacqueline Valdez. So today we are going to be talking to New York's premier mermaid drag queen. We are going to be talking about drag, mermaids, and pride. I'm so excited. I am so honored to have our next guest. So welcome Miss Bella Noche. Come on down.
1: Hi, hello.
0: I love it. And you are so glamorous and so magical today.
1: Thank you. I mean, I try to be glamorous and magical every day, but I try especially hard for you.
0: Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so how's your day going, love?
1: Um, it's It's been pretty good. Uh, June is a very, very busy month for a drag queen, but uh, I'm happy to be back to work and happy to be here with you.
0: Yes, I know, I'm super excited. I love all of the stuff that you're doing, and I love all of the beautiful, magical stuff that you're sharing, and that you're just really being uh, great inspiration to so many people around the world
1: well thank you um it's 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 interesting because like when i started drag it was just for fun it was not something i considered a career and now we are years later, and uh, I, I sometimes I surprise myself with the things that I'm doing. So uh, thank you. That means a lot. Seriously.
0: Yes, I love it so much. And how did you find your um, true drag self? How did you find your identity? Was it something that was easy or it took a long period of time? Share your journey with us.
1: Um, Well, drag for me was a complete and total accident. Um, I had no intention of becoming a drag queen. Um, The first time I ever did drag, uh, I uh, was, I guess, I'm not really coaxed into it, I was encouraged. Um, I have a, a friend in New York City, her name is Sutton Lee Seymour, shout out to Sutton who used to do this uh, first-timer show. And it was where uh, people could uh, get into drag for the first time, do a performance, no pressure, just like have fun with it. And right. um, I, was working, I was working in nightlife at the time and I was getting to know the drag scene and some of the queens in there. And she was just like, you should do it, you should do it. And I was like, okay, but I had, I, you know, New York City has some of the best drag in the world. And at that point I had seen the caliber of drag and I was like, okay, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it once and I'm gonna do it right. So like I had some people help me. I was like I had my heels three weeks in advance, like tr- like walking around in them, learning how to do it. Um, I had a I made a mix. I had a reveal. I was like, no, I'm gonna go all out and just do it. And um, so I did the show. It was an amazing, amazing experience. And at the show, there was a bartender from another bar who was like, "Hey, there's uh, there's this new bar that opened up town. They're starting drag shows, and they're looking for new queens to come and guest. Would you be interested?" And I was just like okay and i went and it just kind of snowballed from there and every time i would go out and do something i would get booked for something else and uh here we are five years later
0: (laughs) i love it such a magical story and i love that you um just embraced your true self and you had fun with it and you went with it and you didn't let anyone you know put any negative influences in your mind or stop you from going forward with it
1: it's it's one it's it's crazy because i've always i've always been like an artistic person i love drawing i love coloring i love um i'm a writer by trade so i was always in that artistic realm and drag drag for me was i was i've always been good at these like little random things i had no idea that it like you know would one day literally everything would culminate into this career and it's it's kind of crazy to not only be doing what I love but kind of feel like what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so it, it's 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 just it's just as much of an adventure for me as it is for everyone watching. Because um, I, I literally, you know, one of the cool things about drag is like you never know. Where you're gonna get booked, you never know, even in a show. You never know, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know <laughs> if someone's gonna, you know, trip and fall. You don't know if some your music's gonna suddenly go out. You don't know if you're gonna get tipped a hundred dollar bill. So it's it's always fun, it's always exciting, and it's definitely an adventure.
0: <laughs> wow. How do you keep yourself so current and so ahead of the times?
1: Um, well, for me, I I just do what I love doing. I, you know, I'm I'm addicted to Instagram. I love Instagram, I love following other queens to get inspiration. And one of the things I like what Honestly, when I first started, uh, I would look at other queens and I was like, oh I like that, oh I like that, and I would take one little thing of inspiration from and it all culminates together and then make it work for me. Um, but um, you know, my my claim to fame is I am the mermaid of New York. And uh, that 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 is, you know, doing drag is different than building a reputation, you know? So and you know, now People know me as the mermaid, which is I love I, it. I love it. That's, I love awesome.
0: it. <laughs> That's such a magical thing to be known by. And I love that you have your own unique identity because you are very unique. Your Instagram's very beautiful, very colorful, very positive. You. And you are making a difference in the world.
1: I'm I'm trying. You know, drag, drag has now now drag is basically mainstream and it's such a unique platform that i've i've found bridges the gaps between lots of different people when it comes to age race gay straight non-binary just it it it, it, it's a great way to bring in a bunch of different people that didn't even realize you know maybe we're not so different after all you know
0: i love that and i love how you know years back to now how much it's changed and how much it's in the forefront and how people Mm -hmm. are more open to it and more warm and inviting and now we have pride month which is really exciting it's just a huge change in the world a better change
1: i i wholeheartedly agree you know i feel like you know back you know drag has been around forever you know but you know now with the rise of social media and the blast of like the makeup industry and fashion. Wow. And then of course with, you know, the, the the rise of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, drag is now available basically all over the world. And now they're doing drag races internationally, which I think is amazing. I actually think some of the international seasons are better than the American ones. <laughs> and it's 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 so cool to see just like different drag from all around the world. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy to, Caught uh, caught the wave when I did, you know.
0: Yes. I love it. Do you think you'll ever um, try out for RuPaul, or do you think you would ever do something like that?
1: I mean, I someone someone put me on TV, please. <laughs> 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 um, drag race is something well, that I've definitely considered. Um, there's there's a lot of queens that go for it every year. It's very competitive. It's very You know, there's there's a a lot of different things that go into who they cast and why they cast them. But you know, now drag race, uh, I'm sorry, drag queens are all over TV. You see them in movies. You see them in sitcoms. They have their own shows. You know, so um, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm 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 what they call an opportunist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I
0: love it. And you guys heard it here first, right? Exactly. (laughs) Manifest, manifest. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you are in this magical world, not just of drag queens, but of also the mermaid life. So how did the mermaid life happen?
1: Um, so it was interesting. So ever since I was little, I've loved mermaids. When Little Mermaid came out, like I wanted to be Ariel. I was do- I was doing those hair flips in the pool. Like I was like swimming with my legs together, you know, like I've always kind of had it inside me. And as I grew up, especially growing up as a young Latin boy, um, they were like, no, you can't be a mermaid. No, that's for girls, stop doing that. And you know, I, I did, because you know, when you're that young, you kind of do what you're told of, uh, on that. Especially, I grew up in a very, very uh, religious conservative household. So I really didn't have um, gay or queer influences in my life at the time, kind of the opposite. Um, and uh, as you know, I got older, I still really liked mermaids and just mermaids in general. And when I started drag, you know, drag is all about finding a persona, finding something that is inside you that you can push out to the world in an artistic way. And one of the things that I've always wanted to be is a mermaid and now I am one and not just in drag, there's a whole amazing mer community out there um, that I've discovered mostly through Instagram of, you know, people who are mermaids, professional mermaids, the same way that I'm a professional drag queen that are like, booked to do this and so um i now officially have my first tail um i went i went on tour a couple months ago uh with my tail and it was uh so much fun uh took my first swim in it so it's it's really cool to be part of like two amazingly uh artistic communities it really is yeah
0: it's very cool I know and I was just talking to a mutual friend Sia shells last Sia shells yes He's I done. watched that
1: interview she is so fabulous and so lovely yeah. and yeah. when I saw that you interviewed her I was so happy she's she's one of like my favorite mer people uh- <laughs>
0: I know and it's so amazing to find this mer world that I really only knew a little bit about and so it's really exciting to know more about it and to you know, interview such amazing people from it. So it's very cool. I'm so honored to have you guys on my show. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's, and it's, it's because There are, there are actually a lot of parallels between like the drag community and the mer community, especially in that people thinking, oh, that's not a real job, you know? And I'm just like, ah, yes it is. (laughs) Like this does not happen like in minutes, you know? Like there's, there's, I think one of the things I respect the most about uh, the art of drag is that literally it takes almost every sort of artistic talent you can makeup hair fashion uh uh performance you know it's it literally takes almost every single artistic talent out there and combines it into this one amazing art form
0: yes that's so true and i love that you still stayed really strong and really independent and really um you know coming from the background that you came from with your family and being conservative is you really are even more inspiring than you know we even really know it's just you're such a huge influence and so many young ones are looking up to you now
1: well thank you and like it's you know it's 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 it was it's the journey you know i i uh, came out when i was 19 and left home because i couldn't be gay at home and uh survived on my own put myself through college and you know it's it's the journey you know but i'm very proud of it i'm very proud of it like if i can do that i can do anything and uh it's been it's been a really really you know looking back yeah it was hard in the time being but anytime i ever feel like i can't do something or something's too hard i always reflect on that and i was like you did that you can you can handle this Uh you know
0: I love it. Yes. And I love that. It's just so such a beautiful story. I feel like so many amazing people come from, you know, having a difficult background or having struggles. And, you know, like I've said before, the weirdness is the beauty in people and the uniqueness in people. And that's what makes people shine.
1: It's, it's really interesting, you know? It's very much that diamond in the rough analogy where it's like you press, you press the piece of coal, you press it, you press it, you give it all that pressure, all that heat, and then one day, boop, diamond, you yes. know? And that was very, that was I feel very, very similar to that where there were some years there where I had to relearn how to love myself. I had to reintroduce myself to my family as this person who they didn't know for years existed. and you know we've it's been uh a decade but we've made we've made some progress um but you know one of the b- amazing things about being in the queer community is that we also have our chosen family yes. those who are always supportive of us from with there from day one and i am very very lucky to have the support system that i had back then and still currently have
0: yeah and that's such a good word of advice um that's dropping gems is letting people know that it doesn't always have to be your immediate family blood relatives, it could be your support system, people around you to really help lift you and to go back to your roots and learning to really love yourself.
1: A 100%, and that's one of the things that I really um, try to convey. So I also do uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. I'm the uh, Long Island chapter organizer of Drag Queen Story Hour. I got started with the New York City chapter. And one of the things I really, really try to instill in the kids that I read to is love starts within you and, you know, loving yourself, accepting yourself for who you are and not letting anyone else define who that is for you. That's where happiness starts. For me, that's like as soon as I was okay with myself, as soon as like I was like, you know what, I like Disney princesses and I'm a 25 year old man and you can't tell me nothing, you know, it's. It's, it's it's that it's that moment where it's just like i am who i am i like who i like and if you have a problem with it don't talk to me
0: i love it i love it and setting those boundaries is something that is needed and, and it's very
1: healthy very yes. healthy
0: yeah you know there,
1: i've, I've you seen so that. many people i've seen so many people that allow people to tell them things or talk to them a certain way because of who they are or because they're unsure of themselves and it's like No one has any right to talk to you any other way than you allow them to. And if you set up those boundaries and standards for yourself, they'll respect them or they just won't be around. And either way, it's you come out on top.
0: Exactly. And I've been working on that the last year. Um, well, actually, like the year before that I put right. we don't count <laughs> last year.
1: Last year didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right? And I just anyone negative or toxic or had anything bad to say or any just you know, conflict, they were gone. I just started purging yeah, and getting rid of people and now only amazing bright inspiring beautiful souls are allowed in my environment
1: <laughs> correct and i've i've gotten this piece of advice before and i'm sharing it here like don't waste your energy trying to win over like haters and naysayers and people don't support you use all that energy and focus in on supporting loving and impressing the ones that have supported you and are with you through it all you know yes. they're the ones who deserve that energy not people who you're what impress them for what so they can be like Oh, snap? No. No. I don't yes. have time for that. <laughs>
0: yes, I love it. You're dropping so many gems, love. I love oh my it. gosh, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> gems everywhere. Gems everywhere. <laughs> so what future things do you have coming up for you?
1: Well, Pride Month has been super busy, which I love. Mm-hmm. Things are opening up again. It's such a joy to be back to be doing live in-person shows. I think that was the hardest part of last year. Um thankfully I was, I was, I stayed relatively busy. But everything went virtual, you know, okay. and when you are used to performing in a bar for a hundred people that are screaming, yelling, and handing you dollars, to now you're alone in your living room, lip syncing to a screen and you just see little hearts, no applause or nothing. And then oh. maybe you know they'll throw you something on Venmo. It's uh yeah, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. <laughs> um but uh you know, drag queens are nothing but resilient, and we were doing it and we made do and through those, you know, that stayed relevant and stayed engaging. Now that we're back, you know, there's a the higher demand for in person. Um, so I'm doing lots of different shows out here in Long Island uh, with my beautiful drag sisters out here, which I'm very, very happy to be part of the Long Island drag community. There are so many fantastic and fabulous queens out here that I am lucky to call sisters. Um, so yeah, we have we have a lot of a lot of stuff going on.
0: That's so exciting. Is there a difference as far as like different regions in how the style of drag is?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. There's uh, any any sort of drag scene you can think of is going to be different than another drag scene. So like, for example, I uh, grew up in the New York City scene. I did uh, drag in New York City for three years before uh, moving out to the Long Island scene. And okay. drag in New York City is very like... Fast pace, fast pace. Got to do mixes. Got it, running from one gig to the other, and it's it's also there's so many drag queens in New York City, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But sometimes I feel like you don't really get to know the community for everyone that's in it. You know, there are queens who we we started drag around the same time, and like I didn't meet them until like three years later because of all of the things. And there were also so many so many venues, so so many more venues that can host a drag show. Um, Brazil, Long Island, the community is a little more tight knit, a little smaller. Um, the venues, uh, the venues, even though uh, there's a lot more space, which is nice. Um, there's less uh, LGBTQ geared uh, venues, which thankfully now a lot of regular venues are like, no, we want drag, we want we want the community to come, we want that. Um, but uh, as far as as you know, if you like the California uh, drag scene is like similar to uh, New York, but the California drag scene is very much more like vibrant very like you know ethereal like going out there and i guess i guess like the drag surfers you know like (laughs) just like chilling back and stuff like that but workhorses um the the southern the southern drag is all is like most like pageant big hair big dresses big jewels you know and those are those are kind of just like the main things of the scene because you can find unique drag everywhere but yeah the different different regions of drag are extremely different which makes drag race so interesting because you get all these queens from all over with different drag styles that are yes. uh, all trying to do the same thing Make great tv <laughs> yes.
0: and i love that there's so many different unique styles you don't have to fit into one box you can be your own unique self you can take different right. parts of people that you're inspired by and create something new and different what word Correct. of advice would you give someone who is new coming into the drag scene and doesn't really know how to even start or is scared to even go there
1: I mean, my first my first thing is just start playing around, like play around in your room, whether it be, you know, buying an outfit that you're like, ooh, I want to do that. Buying a pair of, like my first thing was I bought a pair of heels and I was just, I put those on and I was just like, oh, oh yes, yes. And so like, you know, but different things like for different people. If you're really into art and the makeup, go out and buy a, a makeup palette and some brushes and just start playing around. You know, I am completely self-taught, I'm not, Uh, I'm not trained as a makeup artist, a hairstylist. I'm not a trained performer or anything like that. So I literally started at zero and taught myself everything along the way. So it's anyone, anyone can do drag. You don't need to be a theater major. You don't need to be, you know, a cosmetology student. You don't even need to be able to do a split. You know, it's all about, you know, all it takes to do drag is creativity. and, And, you know, like an imagination of like, what you want to see brought to life, because you know there are so many different d- styles of drag, and there are so many amazing people that like wouldn't even normally like compared to like the older version of like what drag was. It's like oh, a guy dressing up as a girl in a dress with a big wig, you know. And like, sure, that that doesn't come as drag, but there's so much more to drag, especially now where we have non-binary queens, drag kings, people who like are just transforming themselves in ways that have never been seen before. You know, not also reviving like the club kid movement, you know, things like that. So there's there's so many styles of drag. So
0: I love it. So look much- into
1: that little box of creativity. Yeah. Just dive into that box of creativity you have and see what you pull out.
0: Uh, I love it. Yes. More gems. You're dropping more gems. <laughs> I have already been doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're on fire, girl. <laughs> yes.
1: And that's hard You're for a mermaid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did you come up with your stage name?
1: Um, so, uh, I'm a huge Disney nerd as um, I'm sure you've gathered. Um, and, uh, so I was actually kind of like, really, I think coming up with my drag name took me a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Um, cause I wanted something that like meant something. I also wanted something that reflected my Puerto Rican heritage. Um, but I also wanted something like, you know, like fun, easy to say, but like pretty. And I was trying all these names and I was just like writing them down. And I was like, I don't like that one. And so I put on uh, Lady in the Tramp and, you know, in that iconic scene with the spaghetti kiss, yeah. the song playing in the background is Bella Notte. And I was like, oh, that would be such a pretty drag name, but I'm not Italian. Oh, wait, I know how to translate things. So it became Bella Notte.
0: I love it. It is so pretty it's so beautiful. Thank and it you. Too. <laughs> I love it so much. Was there anything else that you wanted to tell the viewers today?
1: Um, yes. So one of the one of the coolest things that I think and the most edifying things that are involved with my drag um, is Drag Queen Story Hour. Um, it started as a grassroots movement of uh, educators and a few drag queens who thought it would be good for children to start being exposed to queer education and gender gender education and things of like no it, society is not the same way it was two decades ago. Um, so it started in San Francisco, and then uh, my uh, director Rachel brought it to New York City. And they've been doing it, uh, I think for about six years now. And in the past few years, it's just exploded. We now have chapters all over the country. We have chapters in other country uh, We have chapters in other countries that are, are doing very, very well. Um, so it's a really, really important um, uh, organization and near and dear to my heart, um, so if you want to find out more you can go to dragqueenstoryhour.org where we have all of our chapters all the readings that we're doing and uh if you would like you can help out and donate because we are a uh, a full-on uh, charity organization and uh you know we want to get we want to get more queens and more libraries and more schools and uh I just feel like the world would be a better place if like kids knew that like it's okay to want to like be a drag queen. It's okay to feel different. It's okay to not identify with a certain gender. And I think that I, uh, speaking for myself, I personally wish I had that when I was a kid. I feel like it would have made my own coming out and journey uh, a lot easier. So please, please go and check out Drag Queen Story Hour and support them. And uh, and then second, you can follow me on Instagram, Bella Noche NYC. I post all of my events if you're in uh, New York or new uh long island i also do stuff in connecticut um with uh, a lot of my drag friends up there yeah so uh we're gonna we're, we're coming back and we're with a vengeance so uh follow us let's be
0: yes fine. you'll be all over the place and as soon as this interview goes up on social media i will go ahead and tag you and post in there where they can find you too and i will be following your journey too which i'm really excited to see Love all the stuff that you will be doing And I love that you are putting a voice out there and putting something out there for young ones to reach out to because that is so needed. That's something that
1: it's so so needed, so important. Missing. Yeah. And also like, not to do that cliche, but you know, children are the future, you know, they're the ones that are going to be voters one day. They're the ones that are going to be walking around. They're the ones be going to shows one day, you know, and it's, it's so important to invest in obviously their education first and foremost, but also letting them know of like the world and society and what's out there and You know, I think it's I think it's an awesome thing. And it's literally the most edifying thing I do with my drag.
0: Oh, I love it so much. It is such a beautiful thing. There's so many kids and young ones that I've been very good friends with that have either taken their lives or they have ended up in jail because they could not be their authentic selves. They could not be gay. They could not be drag. They could not come out. And it's just really heartbreaking. So it's really beautiful. And you're gonna make me cry. I think
1: it's so beautiful. Oh, stop doing- it. I can't <laughs> cry. I have mascara. On.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was there anyone that you wanted to do a special shout out to?
1: Um, yes, I want to shout out uh, my amazing partner, uh, Paul Vader. He and I have been together for uh, six years next month. Okay. Um, and. Uh, Everyone in the community, anyone who knows me and Paul, he is the most supportive drag husband I could ever ask for. In the biz, when you have a partner who like helps you with drag, we call him a drag husband. And even everyone in New York is like, "Oh yeah, Paul's the best, the best drag husband." He doesn't just help me; he'll help other queens. He's uh, an amazing, amazing asset to the community. And he's also really smart. He's a scientist, which is sexy. Hey. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like the um, <laughs> yeah, super, super shout out to, to him because he uh, he's there. He's there for me when I, I really need it and without his support, it, this would be a lot, a lot harder. So I just wanted to let him know how much I love and appreciate everything he does, not just for Bella, but for Isaiah too.
0: Oh, shout out. We love you. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what is it that you want to be remembered for?
1: I want to be remembered as someone that cared and it didn't, do drag for, you know, the vanity of it, which don't worry, I have enough of that, uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> but you know, I, I want to be remembered that I did something with my platform, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a decent platform, not just within shows and the community, but with Drag Queen Story Hour um, and the platform has continued to grow every year. And so with that comes responsibility. And I want to make sure that I can always use my platform to uh, advocate for the community, to really educate and make people aware of that, you know, drag is not scary. Drag isn't dirty. Drag isn't, you know, pornographic. Drag is fun and drag is for everybody. And sure, yes, there are adult theme shows where we go and have a good time and drop the F-bombs and get slashed. Um, but, and then there are ones where we're gonna go read books to three year olds in a library. You know, drag is not a one sided thing, it's, it's multi, multi dimensional. Um, and I feel like us as drag queens, yes, our, our job is to entertain, but our responsibility is to educate and bring people together.
0: Oh, I love it so much. And you already are doing that. You're such a huge inspiration. You are shining you. so much light, and you are just so loving and giving of a spirit. And it has been such an honor to have this interview with you. And thank you so much. Thank you awesome. so much for
1: having. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is really really fabulous. I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing because you are also fabulous. So again, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Mwah. Thank you for illuminating the world with your presence.
1: Uh, it's my it's literally my pleasure. I get as much joy from that as hopefully I give back out.
0: <laughs> yes lots of love, Bye. Care, love. Bye. thank you guys thank you for tuning in thank you for watching live with jacqueline valdez illuminating the world one voice at a time lots of love and light guys